Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the weekend edition. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at both Saturday and Sunday, uh, which is why I've called it The Weekend Edition. See, it's not particularly creative. Hey, um, the rising cost of using internet services. Uh, this is a disturbing trend. Grant Robertson is off to Davos uh, to put our case uh, trade-wise to the rest of the world. Murray Mixstead uh, comments on the current uh, situation, well, the, the, the sort of the, the situation with regards uh, South African rugby. And then uh, we're going to finish up with Jeremy Elwood and Michelle A. Court and discussing their tour. But before any of that, uh, here's Joy Reid talking about Ardern's visit to the UK. Interesting time to visit the UK. That meeting, Jacinda will be sitting there and Theresa May will be thinking, OMG, Brexit, Boris Johnson, who are you? Sorry, what are you saying? Bad time to visit, right? Well, it's hard to see how Theresa May is certainly going to be concentrating fully on our Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern because such a major event is happening that afternoon in the British parliamentary system. Theresa May has to go back and give her plan B for Brexit to Parliament that afternoon. And I'm sure she's expecting a bit of a roasting uh, as well from her peers there. Uh, but, I mean, good on her for fitting our Prime Minister into the schedule. We just hope that she will, of course, be listening to the cases that Jacinda Ardern is putting forward um, you know, all things trade, etc. New Zealand's wanting its voice to be heard, but I think uh, Theresa May certainly does have some pretty big fish to fry that day. She'll be checking her phone during the meeting, won't she? She'll just, just be looking down and Jacinda Ardern will be talking away. Do I, can I get your attention, please? <laughs> Well, it is hard to see how she even managed to get an appointment in the schedule. So one would only hope that that's a good sign for New Zealand because it is honestly the most extraordinary day for Theresa May to be doing anything else. And I think it'll be quite funny actually outside um, Downing Street that day. You know, we, we'll get the, the traditional grip and grin, which is the handshake between the two prime ministers. And usually it's just us Kiwi media, media really who turn up for that sort of thing when it's just under our turn. But it's, honestly, that media pen is going to be so packed with people people from all over the world wanting any glimpse of Theresa May on her big Plan B day. So it could be Jacinda Ardern's turn to shine as well. All she has to do is bring the baby and it'll be golden times for the media. Is Tim suggesting that things would go better for May if she had a baby and took the baby to negotiations? Maybe it would. Hey, um, it's going to cost more for Netflix and for some Google services as well this year. Bum. Seems price rises are on the cards for Netflix and Google. Yeah, this is a this is one that certainly made uh, a few people's eyebrow go up uh, in the past week. Um, in the states here, actually, the Netflix subscription you pay each month is going to go up by one or two dollars for their fifty-eight million subscribers. So, it, it's it's doesn't seem like too much, but at the same time, it's also enough that it probably has people wondering whether or not they still need Netflix and whether or not they're still getting enough out of it. But the big question is what's going to happen to their 70, uh, 79 million global customers, so including folks in New Zealand. We don't really know yet what that um, price increase is going to look like, so it's a little bit of a wait and see. As always, though, the investors on Wall Street, they were happy that they might be seeing some more money flowing into Netflix. Their shares jumped up um, 6%. And the other one um, from Google we saw was that Google basically powers 
you know, it has your Gmail and that sort of thing. That's all free for you. But they also power the email and calendars and documents of 4 million businesses around the world, and they're going to pop their prices up by 20%. So if you're a small business owner and you use Google Apps, take a look out for that um, coming as your contract renews each year. But um, it's the first time they've actually put their prices up in 12 years. Um, and Google's saying, well, we offer you so much more now. Maybe it's time you pay us a little bit more cash. I wasn't aware I was paying Google anything. Uh, do I have to pay to look things up? Um, they've got to be careful about this, don't they? I mean, people will just go back to stealing stuff if it gets too expensive. I know I will. Oh, I hope I hope nobody in authority was listening to that. Oh, who in authority would be listening to this? Uh, Grant Robertson, he's in authority, and he's going to Davos uh, to talk about how awesome we are. You're heading off to Davos. Uh, obviously, a lot of uncertainty on world economic markets. Are you going to be telling the world's plutocrats to buy gold? <laughs> that isn't in my briefing, but, you know, I'll pass it on to the officials to see if they, if they want it. But, yeah, it certainly is a... Uh, a dynamic global environment, is that a diplomatic way of putting it? And, you know, important times for New Zealand to make sure, A, that we up to speed with what's going on, but B, that we're continuing to put New Zealand's case both to the European Union and also um, to the UK as well. Is there money in this for us? Can you walk back and say, look, I've got a whole sack of dollars uh, for going up to Davos? Oh, look, I think the outcomes of this in particular are around advancing our cause for the free trade agreement with the European Union. Um, we've started negotiations for that, we started them last year. There's a huge payoff for New Zealand exporters. And, you know, and frankly, we, we've got some pretty good relationships in the EU, but they could be developed further. We've tended to rely a bit on our traditional relationships with the UK. And I think, you know, this is actually an opportunity for us now to, to develop further some of the markets that are, that are there in Europe. And so, you know, there, there's some good payoffs for New Zealand on us um, getting this uh, deal right. It'll be a long process, but uh, um, events and visits like this are important for making sure that New Zealand's voice is heard. So, so is he just going to shout? Is that what we have to do? I don't know if we want to, if people, other countries want to do business with a shouty country, do they? Uh, that's all in my head. Um, Murray Mixted was on with Devlin over the weekend. I, I'm not quite sure what he was talking about, but I, I like listening to him talk. I think it was something to do with racist South African rugby or something. You know, they've got a population of about 50 million. Um, there's um, 4 million whites. Uh, there's about 6 to 7 million coloureds. Now, they play rugby, the coloureds and the white guys. Uh, the black guys, there's 40 million of them. And not many of them play rugby. Yeah, they play football, don't they? Yeah, and so that's one of the things that doesn't get discussed. We hear about this selection on merit, the quota system, you know, um, and I believe this year, 2019, uh, the quota system is supposed to be 50-50 of, um, you know, 50% white, 50% coloured and black. Well, they haven't got the players of that quality, um, and that will weaken their World Cup challenge. Now, that's one thing that wasn't mentioned. Um, you know, the colours and Brian's are coloured from Western Province. So just explain, Mix, before that we go on, in case anyone's listening wondering what the coloured actually is. So what the, how, how do they define the coloured? Well, coloured's a mixed race, uh, basically, in simplistic terms. They come from a, a lot of different sources. You know, the original Bushmen that were in that area. Um, there's, a, there's a sort of a Portuguese element, too, that sort of 
um, interrelated with the, the black people in in, uh, in South Africa. There's a mixture of white, black. Um, you know, the colours are a mixed race basically, right. and the majority of them live in the southwestern corner of of the continent of Africa, um, and they are mad crazy about rugby. They just love it, you know. And Brian Brian is one of that group, and uh, it was intriguing, or well, interesting, wasn't it? Listening to him about how there's just not opportunity for a lot of them, and there isn't, because, you know, you've got a... It's like the whole continent of Africa. You know, there's a great deal of poverty there, and in a, in a country of poverty, you know, only a certain number of people get access to the greatest um, resources. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's always a big gap between the haves and the haves and have-nots. I mean, here at this radio station, for example, Mike Hosking, Kay Hawksby, back at work today. I had to come back to work last week. It's not really comparable, but... I feel a little bit hard done by. Uh, we're going to finish up uh, with Jeremy Alwood, Michelle A. Court, or A. Court, depending on whether you want to pronounce her name correctly or incorrectly. Um, I don't know if she minds, but here they are talking about their tour. Tell us a little bit about the tour. And so this is a small town-ish tour. There are a few other cities, provincial cities, thrown in as well. But over about five or six weeks, we're going to go to 27 different towns throughout the country. And Arts on Tour is this amazing organisation where you pitch a show to them, they go, yeah, that sounds quite good. And then they go and check with their contacts in all the local towns. And the ones who want you, you put their hand up. So the really nice thing for us is that every time we arrive in somewhere like Balken or Putaradu, we know that they actually wanted us to come. We haven't inflicted us. We're not the unruly tourists of of the yeah, comedy world. Michelle's done a couple of these. This is my first uh, Arts on Tour um, experience, and I'm really excited about it. I think it's great. I mean, their, their remit is basically to take shows to places that might not otherwise get them if we were funding the whole thing ourselves. So uh, it's very exciting. So, yeah. so you did this, Michelle, after in 2016 after you released your book, Stuff yeah. I Forgot to Tell My Daughter. It was fun. It was hilariously fun. It was magnificent. I, it's actually, this will be my fourth. The first time I toured with Arts on Tour was 26 years ago and I was heavily pregnant with my child uh, and did a lot of um, uh, jumping up and down on stage and frightening people because they thought the baby was going to fall out. She didn't. Uh, but yeah, the one three years ago was delightful and it was, um, it was really nice because it was uh, the show that the book was based on and then I went back to doing the show again and uh, I went from Kaitaia to Stewart Island and it really was a delight. You get the best halftime suppers. Anzac Slice, come on now. There's a, somebody called Doreen in every town who makes a really good slice. I don't know about that. It's about people still calling kids Doreen. I haven't seen it. I haven't come across a Doreen in a while. But Doreen's on the way out. Uh, let me know. You can email... Uh, the bean at newstalkzb.co.nz if you want you probably don't want to but just if you know somebody called Doreen it would don't, don't worry about it I am Glenn ZB it has been News Talk ZB in the weekend edition get yourself together Glenn ZB I'll see you back here again tomorrow